Hey, yo, 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 what it do, what it do, we back, we back again, Red Race Podcast, live from the ninth floor, Hello Studios, downtown Dallas, man, got a great episode planned out for y'all today, just tune in, just, you know, watch this, watch this, what they say, what's your name? Yes, sir. Got my dog co-hosting with me, he rides shotgun, who is that, who we got in the building? You know. Hey, you can't say the tight without the 1205. You know how we get down. We back up in this piece. Yeah, last time we talked to you, you just dropped the album. Or about to drop the album. Now yeah, the yeah. album's out. You know, make sure y'all go 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 stream that on all digital platforms. Oh yeah, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot like pancakes fresh off the griddle. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I love it. You know, we was at a we was up at we was at a concrete, you know, they were they they were they, they were vibing out to it, they bro. They loved it. They loved it. It was it was a great, man. It was a great look, man. You know, go go st- Go stream that album today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today. Do it today. <laughs> what time? Right uh, now. Feel right me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, um, you know, we got one of our partners in the building, one of our brunch buddies, we call them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the <laughs> man of the yeah. Uh, we got a former NFL player, uh, part of the owners of Cowboy Wagyu, real estate tycoon. Give it up for the homie Mackenzie Bernardo in the building. What's oh, up, yeah, yeah. What it do, baby? What's happening in? How we doing, man? I just want to say thank you very much for having me out here today. Appreciate it. Looking forward to chopping it up with you fellas. All right. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. So what's been going on in your world? It's been a minute since we've seen you, Mac. Man, you know, I've been living, I've been out these streets for a while. So that's why I haven't seen you. you Return know? of the Mac. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, I'm doing good. Just living the dream one day at a time. You know, got to say I've been blessed. Blessed to be here, blessed to be a healthy, <clears throat> excuse me, blessed to be alive, you know, just going through everything God's provided me the opportunity to go through. So, Already. Uh, you know, I'm just staying healthy, been doing a lot of working out as of late, you Already. know, it was hot boy summer, you know, it's hot boy fall. Feel me? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. Or, 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 or as the old head told me, hey man, if it's just a bedroom body, that works too. <laughs> we can just do it for the bedroom, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing good, man. Uh, <laughs> I gotta learn how to do that, man. I, I know, right? Sure, take it with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, you getting ready just in case you know the Cowboys call you? Like, yo, we need you. Can't need you do it. Right Can't now. do it back. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't win with them. Can't play with them. Won't do it. What's nah, that? Mike? What's that? What's the name? Mike. Uh, Who's Michael that? Singletary. Michael Singletary. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yo, I can't yo do he it. needs a T-shirt that says "Can't Do It," man. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> no, nah, man. You know, I'm excited to have football come back around the corner. You know, yeah. you got a lot of stuff going on. I think this time of year is tough for players simply because, you know, it's that cut season, yeah. right? You know, like they got another week, and then it's like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. If I'm gonna be on a team, am I going back home? And it's scary when you go through for the first time. So you know, yeah, that's why I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, man. Like, you know, how is it mentally dealing with with that when you're not expecting it? You know, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's all about the headspace and where they're at and yeah. how you handle things. Um, for someone like me, I've been through it multiple times. I've been in the league. I played yeah. eight years in the league, or eight years going on nine. And I, my ninth year, I got that call mm. that says you ain't on a team. But the first couple of years, it was really more so. You learn at an early age in the league, you can't worry about you can't control, right? right? Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I think that kind of blessed me early in my career because I wasn't worried about getting that call. I was more worried about did I show up on time to film? Right, right. Did I do my job on the field? And when you worry about that stuff, the rest of it takes care of itself. And, you know, God willing, blessing there's opportunities elsewhere for other teams. So I just want to say a big shout-out to the players that are going through that now because – 
you know, it's not the end of the world. There's a whole lot of life after football, and you just got to take care of what you can control. Facts, facts. Now, speaking about life after football, let's talk about your journey, uh, transition into life after football. Tell me, you know, where it began and where you at right now with that uh, yeah. journey after. So the big thing about football and after you end your career is a lot of guys don't realize their career is over when it's over, right? <laughs> right a lot yeah. of guys, they be three, Hanging four years out, long. and yeah. they think they're not done with it. You yeah. know, um, I was in a position where I was blessed. I got released from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I knew at that point, I was more of a liability that wasn't an asset. Yeah. Body was banged up, yeah. needed knee surgery, so I was happy to be done. But you still got that mentality of lifting every day and working out. Competitive nature. That competitive nature that never goes away. Um, so when I was done, I took some time to just relax and figure out what it is I wanted to do. I was blessed enough to have, you know, save some funds where I didn't need to rush into something right away. Right. And then I'm a trial and error type of dude. So yeah. did a little bit of the camps and the coaching with the kids. I loved it, but it wasn't for me every day. Right. Um, it's more of a seasonal thing. I yeah, love me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like every, yeah. you love being around kids and yeah. like coaching them up. You like because at that point you're educating them and you're you're showing them how to become men right. versus going ahead and teaching them about winning the sport. That's how I thought of it. Right. Um, but it just wasn't for me because I'd be on hundred. I want to motherfuck some yeah. of these kids. <laughs> can't do it, right? Yeah. Not mine. Like I got to be responsible. Yeah. I can't um, do it. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's a lot. You know what I mean? That's a lot in a short amount of time that you got to do with these kids. And, yeah. You know, because you're trying to teach them at the same time. You know, you, you're watching them, disciplining them if you got to. But yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's a lot. And it's, and it's, and it's a lot. I, I coach you football, bro. I, I, and I came from a different coach mindset back in the day where they didn't care. Mm -hmm. They just gave you. They told it like it is. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So um, I did that for a little bit with the camp. Still do it, just couldn't do it consistently. Um, then transition. I'm a business guy. I went to a business school. I love learning about numbers. I love understanding businesses and how things work. Where'd you go to school? I went to Bentley University. Okay. Small business school west of Boston. D two, yeah. by yeah. the way. Um, so real small school. And I started getting involved in some businesses. I started learning about of investing. Right. Um, I was big into trading. I love to learn about money, how it works, where my money is going. A lot of these players, what they do is they invest money with the financial advisor, and these dudes are taking money off yeah, the they top, they're charging, yep. and you don't know. You don't know what they're doing. So I was in a position where I had time to learn myself, so I took a couple of courses on learning how to invest, learning how to trade, and ultimately it was, it was more like just learning how to gamble with your own money. Right. Once I got comfortable understanding that, I was trying to figure out ways to make the, more, the most money you can with something that I enjoyed. Being young, I was 34 at the time, yeah. um, I was thinking more along the long-term goals, so got into real estate. And the real estate, I had, I love it. It's the best thing ever, I think, because it's a tangible asset you can hold on yeah. that, depending on what your edit strategy is, you can do it forever. Right. Um, so I got involved in that. And it's funny how it started. Um, long story short, I had a house that I bought, and I ended up renting out the rooms while I lived there. Ah. And then after I moved out, how yeah, was that? Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> learn some, was learn some things you the hard way. Was it people you knew or just? So it started out with just Airbnb in it every now and then. Oh, okay. And I got sick of the people that I didn't know. Right. right? So right. I was making money, but I had random people coming in at my house. Yeah. You know, yeah and hard. I was there. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. And like, you get some good people, but then you get some sketchy. Dudes, yeah. people coming in and out, and you can't do anything about it because yeah. they just paying their they bill. It is what it is. Yeah. Luckily, I reached out to a gym I was working out at, and I knew some kids that were looking at, that had internships, and they were just paying. You know, they were getting temporary housing, not furnished places. So I'm like, listen, I got two rooms. I'll rent out the two rooms to you guys, and they ended up taking that time for an extended period of time. Oh, okay. At that point, it was going well, making money. Um, you know, and then I transitioned. I moved out. And that's when I moved. I moved to New York for a while to learn more about the investment side of life and finances. And I rented out the whole house. 
And that was my first project, was just my property. And then after I got comfortable learning that, I slowly progressed and started to do, you know, trying to have those funds work for me and purchase a rental property flat out that yeah. I didn't even own. I didn't, I didn't purchase. And then slowly, progressively, I did that. And then 2020 hit. I was living in New York in a one-bedroom apartment with my girl. And the whole city shut down. Wow. And I'm like, yo. And I'm telling you, it was bad. Like, it took you an hour just to get in the grocery store. You could only buy one thing. Yeah. And so finally, the people that I worked that were renting out my place here in Dallas, they ended up losing their jobs. So wow. they were going to leave. And so I was like, yo, this is an opportunity for me to come back to live in a house. It's an opportunity for me to take advantage and learn more about the real estate down here. Right. So I moved back down here in 2020. And then... The more hands-on you are, the better it is. I started learning how to do flips, condo flips. And the market was good there because everybody was buying. Yeah. So I started learning how to do condo flips. And then now I'm in the process of doing single-family de- uh, developments. Mm. Single-family homes, um, building single-family homes, mainly, mainly in the outer Dallas areas, Sanger, McKinney, yeah, yeah. Um, all, the way, all, the, all the way up to Sherman. Learning that process. And then eventually, you know, whatever the next steps are, it takes me, whether that's learning to develop, whether that's being fundraising and building more places, you know. But it's a great, it's a great environment to be in. It's a great process, and I'm loving learning every part of it. Okay. Okay. So we talked about uh, the real estate aspect of it. Let's get into this uh, cowboy wagyu. Cowboy wagyu, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for the people who are kind of ignorant about wagyu, break it down for people, you know, that you know, not really familiar with Wagyu because gotcha. some people like, think what like makes oh, it special? yeah, what makes yeah. it special? So anyways, if you like steak, you know, there's plenty of different types of steak. There's different cuts and whatnot, but Wagyu is Japanese steak and it comes from Japan. It's just, there's more marbleizing, there's more tenderness. There's, it's beautiful steak and you see it in the cut. Now, regular steaks here in America, that's just basic cows. Yeah. Wagyu is Japanese that you have to find and it's Japanese. It's all bloodline related. Okay. So, and you'll taste the difference. You ain't got to put no season on Cabo Wagyu. It's just salt and pepper. It cooks itself because the fat in it, and it cooks itself. It's amazing. Um, what I got involved with was I had two friends. You guys know Sean. Yeah. Sean Love and Matt Harrow. They're two guys. And they used to buy cows themselves individually and split it up between family. They're mm-hmm. big okay. cow fans. Yeah. And then a couple years back, they decided, they were at a restaurant one time, and they decided that, you know what? We want to get into the cow business. We want to sell our own steaks, but it's got to be the best of the best. So they shopped around. They were looking around a bunch of steaks, a bunch of farms, and they found a couple ranches that were doing regular steaks and a couple ranches that were doing Wagyu. Hmm. They teamed up with our buddy Ryan, who is in, out of Center, Texas, and they found them. And it's difficult because Wagyu is normally from Japan. They're right. Japan cows. What Ryan does is years ago, probably seven eight years ago, they purchased <laughs> these 100% Japanese bloodline Wagyu's cows. I'm, they're called bulls. Yeah, and these—I mean—they range from fifty thousand to five hundred thousand dollars for these cows. Yeah, so they bought a couple of these. Uh, you can trace their bloodline way back, all the way to Japan, and they bought these at an auction, and they ended up. I'll tell you what they do? They, I mean, they take their semen, they mix it in a dish with the Japanese uh, heifer, and they, a Japanese cow. They put it in, and they literally fertilize them in regular cows. So it's pretty much like, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a Petri dish cow type <laughs> deal. You know what I mean? Because unless you're getting them from Japan, these are the, it's 100% Japanese right. bulls. And we, and it's crazy. because It's a surrogate. It's a surrogate. Yeah. We're using surrogate bodies. Yeah. But it's crazy because I went to the farm and these I bulls. I never thought of that. That's, that's oh. kind of dope. I never thought about it like that. That's crazy. It's the best way to get it. So it's 100% Japanese Wagyu. 
And a lot of these cows, they are, and I, I'm telling you, you can't, it's, you tell the difference between American. American is Japanese and American bulls. Right. And Amer so it's a mix. These are 100% A5. They're amazing. And if you guys love them, I, I'm going to get you guys some because I know you guys haven't had it yet. Mm. Um, Max. They're amazing. So we have uh, our farmers out in Center, Texas, have about over 500 head of cows. Yeah. Um, and then we've been, our business model is more business to consumer. We do a lot of online orders where we sell individual cuts to people. However, some restaurants that we love, like there's Knife and Plano. Yeah, yeah. They love it. We're at okay. the Cowboys Club. They okay. love it. And so we're in those restaurants. If you guys want to go check it out and have some Cowboy Wagyu. But it's a whole, it's a game yeah, changer, like man. Give me like Max Give me that Cowboy <laughs> Wagyu. If you told me right now that I'd be slinging Cowboy Wagyu. <laughs> Pause. As I'm off, I'm, Pause. You know what I mean? Like, if slinging I'm, meat I'm, over I'm, here. <laughs> as a business, oh after... <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, I never would have thought in my life that I was selling Cabo Wagyu. They selling meat, baby. Hey, my boy, I just like meat. What you doing over there for your business nowadays? You know what I mean? Slanging meat, baby. meat as a side business. That Japanese, but come on down, check it out. It is, it's a business that I never thought I'd be a part of, and I actually gave up eating cows or eating red meat for a while until I met up with Sean and Matt. And then we went out to dinner. We had a couple of cuts of the steak, and I was like, this is the best steak I've ever had. Hmm. And so I said, I want to be a part of this business. How can I contribute? And so I got more into it as part of helping with the marketing, more involved in the investment aspect yeah. of it, and how to promote the business. So so you like on the sales team, too? Because, like, you just sold that way better than Sean did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really hey, want man. some. Don't you want some right now? I do. I do. I do. Like, I, like, I, I want to leave here and go get some Wagyu steak. You know Cowboy Wagyu, let, oh, me, let me clarify. Yeah. I mean, everybody, and, you know, there's five partners of us, and everybody's got their role. You just got to know your role and do your job, right? Yeah. It's like any sport team, right? <laughs> nah, oh, let me say something about my dog, Mac, though. Hey, man, this got to be, like, the funnest guy I've ever been around. <laughs> oh, you life. know what I'm saying? Like, literally. Like, I literally was, I ain't going to lie, I was disappointed you to make it to the release party I because I know it would have been, like, oh. 20 times Doper oh, man. with your presence. I would have started a circle up in that You know moment. what I'm saying? I had hey, dancing. Uh, this guy here, like, if you don't know him, you know what? People might not know you by name, but I know they've seen you and how you bring the party to the party. I hope, oh, I hope, facts. Yeah, I hope so, man. He's that guy. I just like to have a good time, make sure everybody's having a good yeah. time around us, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like every time we go to brunch. I know, man. Shake it in the house. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'll be like, hey, hey. Oh. When I be talking to Rob, I'm like, hey, is Matt coming? Oh, All right, man. Bet, bet, bet. All right, yeah. cool. And if you see me, come say what up. I might buy you a shot of 10. You know what I mean? No, he loves Oh, my God. He's the shot god. I'm saying. <laughs> he is the give a shot god around here, man. I he is going to buy them shots. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so we're going to kind of get to know Mac on a deeper level real, uh, real quick. So we got this thing on the show. It's called Slow Down. I just want to get to Okay, so let's, let's get into this, all right? So... You know, what, for people that don't know who you are uh, or didn't see you play ball, what position did you play? Uh, uh, so, yeah, I played eight years, and I played offensive line, guard, and center. Okay. Uh, left guard in the Carolina Panthers, right guard here in Dallas before they got Zach Martin, the freak. Y'all know, right? You know? And then um, center, guy. I played center a couple of games for both teams. Okay. You know, it's funny. I'm a huge Cowboy fan all my life, right? And I, I was hanging out with you, you know, for a while. And then somebody's like, yeah, you know, Mac used to play for the Cowboys. I'm like, what's his name? Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
Dude, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember watching him. Like, that's crazy. I didn't know oh, even know that funny. was him. I didn't yeah. even know that was you, bro. Like, yeah, that shit funny. was crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, when they said funny. your name, I'm like, yeah. are you serious? Oh, that's funny. That's Mac. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think I had the same kind of kind of reaction you had because, like, you know, certain players, you know who they are with the helmet yeah. on or whatever. Yeah. People. You know, uh, Mac got one of them names. Yeah, like, when they, yeah. I just knew him as Mac. You know, it's yeah. not his real whole in that government yeah, name. Yeah. Yeah. It comes to McKenzie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay, McKenzie, Mac. Oh, yeah. Makes sense now. <laughs> man, you think the offensive line would get enough love, man? Y'all get enough love? Nah, man, they never get enough love, but we signed up for that, right? Like, yeah. you know, all those rushers that got all those yards, it's all on the rushers. They, they're talented, they're gifted. You won't take anything away from them. But that front line, you know, they're Y'all get the credit when y'all do, get hurt, yeah. though. When y'all get hurt, then that's the set <laughs> line like of the thing. story. Like Tyron right yeah. now. Like, oh, my God, what are the Cowboys going to do now? Like, oh, y'all were saying exactly. that a week ago. <laughs> exactly. They love you when you're doing great, but when you're down, they make sure you know it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's part of the sport. That's part of the game. We signed up for it, and you know, it's just one of it is. Okay. Oh yeah. So, uh, previous episode, a couple episodes ago, we had a, a homie. His name's uh, Chris Lacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a receiver for a little bit. I know he had signed on with Dallas for a little bit. Most recently, he had signed on during training camp with Oakland Raiders. Um, and my question for you is, how do you feel about teams adding players on just as bodies, knowing they're going to cut them later on down the road? What is your thought on that? So I disagree with it, but I understand the business aspect of it. And it's kind of why I agree that players should get as much money as they can right. when they can, right? Nice. It's you are a body. And my, well, when I was in college, a, uh, uh, what's it, a scout came out and talked to me, and he's like, listen, Mac, this is a business. You take care of your body. He's like, you get your degree and you take care of your body because that's what they use you for. And that was the realest thing yeah. anyone ever told See, me. I know? love that. And so once I learned that aspect of it, I was like, okay, so now you got to, and sometimes it's part of the game, right? You got, they're using you as a body. What are they going to use you for? This and that. And that's out of my control, right? Yeah. I only know what I can do, what I can provide to help the team and whatnot. So as much as I don't agree with it, at the same time, you know, it happened. Yeah. And that's why I think players should get paid what they get paid, you know? Yeah. And they probably should get some guaranteed some money more, with yeah. it, too. I really wish that's what they would switch to, man. It's like it's the only sport, and it's the most brutal sport. But it's like, do short or full guarantee. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, give them two to three years fully guaranteed yeah. and, and, and keep it moving, you know? <laughs> it, it, you could control the salary cap. Actually, probably not because they back in load stuff with the – that's really why they don't want to do it. You know, but you know, there's so many of the factors. But let's keep it 100. Like you want to go have 18 games, yep. but not keep that money to the players, right? You Facts. just sort of trying. So you're extending, you're shortening their careers by yep. having those two games, but you not paying know. them, and you pocket that money. So it's a business aspect. If the NFL is going to do it, players got to do it too. Yeah, they got to be like, let me get some of that guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Let me get it all up front, and they need their rights. That's why I think the NFL PA has been doing a pretty good job of adjusting to what's going on. I think on. it eventually will get to the point. Eventually, yeah, just probably how not long? soon, how but long? probably eventually, man. You know? It's got to, you know what I'm saying? Because at some point, the the it's like with every other sport, it's kind of now transitioning to the players. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Are controlling a lot of the action, and it sucks because, like in NFL, you know, without it being guaranteed, y'all can't push the bar as much, Back. you know. But I think when the right players do it, like. If Brady did it, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, them certain guys did it and, and, and started it because it took LeBron to do it, you know, yeah. and kind of start pushing the bar in the NBA. And since, like, now it's like the players pretty much run the NBA. You know what? I just signed this $300 million contract. I've been here a year, but 
I want to go somewhere else. I don't like the front office. I don't like the coach. And that's a fact. You know? But sometimes it's, I think when they give the guaranteed money to the players, the league's got to give the players those power. That power. Yeah. And they don't want to give that power. You know? Power like, they want to keep dudes in check. They want to make sure you earn your money. And that's a controlled thing. And again, that's part of the business. Yeah. Um, so we can only play the game as much as we can till, without being taken advantage of. Facts. Um, but hopefully in time that will change. Players get paid. Get that guaranteed money, man. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of, like, an example. I think his name was uh, J.C. Treader. Uh, he just retired as uh, a center for the Browns. Mm-hmm. And also he's the president of the, the players. The LPA, yeah. Of the LPA. Yeah. Owners didn't want to have him on a team because, you know, he would influence. I feel like, this is my opinion, this is my speculation, I didn't think owners want him on a team because he could tell them, like, yo, you know, they can't really do this, they can do that. Mm-hmm. They didn't want that distraction in their locker room. Not saying that he's a distraction, but yeah. – Knowing he could t- he could have those conversations with players like hey you, you know, can I've been there done it I worked as a, as a union rep at a, <laughs> one of my jobs years ago but you take that with you and you travel with that and so yeah. you you now you understand the laws of the employee and also you know the the limitations of the business you yeah. know what I'm saying and so yeah when there's people you care about like you 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 give them that like that's free game you know and you don't mind doing that and but a lot of it too it's like. It's money in his business, right? Yeah. Like, that same dude, he's playing with the players' union, right? At the same yeah. time, like, what if you're a player that got signed to be a GM somewhere? Yeah. What if you're a player that's now on the coaching staff, right? Yeah. Now your job is to get paid to take advantage, not take advantage, but I to mean, get these players to do the yeah. best they can. You don't play so anymore. Like, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my mind is more so, like, you got to pick and battle between who's paying your paychecks. Right. To, to what side you're on. And again, it's part of the business, right? Mm-hmm. You signed up for it, though. That's the one thing I'll say. You got to yeah, take, is what, it. You, take yeah. what you get. Yeah. Okay. So here's kind of a, like a little uh, personal question for you, all right? Mm-hmm. So you played with, you know, multiple quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, in your career. If you could take traits from each one of the quarterbacks you play with to make your ultimate quarterback, what Ooh, traits would you okay. choose, choose from those different quarterbacks? He stayed up all night to figure that question out. You know what I'm saying? That was a good one. I ain't going to lie, right? That was a good one. That was a good question. question. He stayed up all night on that, but I love that. That's good. Yeah, that's a damn good question. But at the same time, I think I was fortunate enough to play a lot of good quarterbacks, and there's so many different mixes of things. I think, like, so I played with, the quarterbacks I played with, Jake DeLone, Mm -hmm. Matt Moore, Josh McCown, Jimmy Clausen, Cam Newton, Tony Romo, and Kyle Orton. And of those quarterbacks, I think – you know, all due respect, Tony Romo is a mastermind when it comes to the game. I was about to say, get he, Tony Romo yo, with Cam's Tony, athletic yeah. ability. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead in my question, bro. Look at this in a second, man. You ask me. Ask hey, me you said Romo. I'm, I'm a Cowboy well, fan. On, my, bad, yeah, my bad, bro. My bad, bro. So what I was saying, like I had said, was, so Tony Romo, he's ahead of the game. You see how he announces the games. He knows stuff way ahead. And he's the type of quarterback that you call a play, he sees what's going on, but he also knows – you know, he's kind of too smart for the game. He knows there'll be audibles. They're going to do this. So he knows this is the perfect defense they're in. I'm going to change the play to make this happen. And if when it works, it works. When it doesn't work, <laughs> you're going to sometimes be like, yo, why not stick to the original play? <laughs> yeah. But um, so he's ahead of the game. He knows everything in and out this game. So I respect his game as far as that. So you put his mind and knowledge into, like you said, Cam Newton's athletic ability because Cam Newton's rookie year – I mean, he was all over the place. He yeah. could run. He could throw. He understood the game, um, and he was just a physical beast. So you put Tony Romo's mind with, you know, Cam Newton's athletic ability, and then I'm not going to lie, I think Jake DeLome's demeanor and his swag, like when it came to the game, yeah. like he demanded respect on the huddle. 
he was fun dude to chill out, yeah, hang out see, with. I love that though. But like when he was in the huddle, he's like, all right, let's do this, you know? And you know, he's a Louisiana dude. So oh, okay. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He he occasion. He had that <laughs> accent in that huddle. So <laughs> like so you put those three qualities, I think, into an athlete. And I think that's ultimately one of the best that's the best quarterback combination that I could have with those players. Um Jake's a good dude. He just knew what he was doing. He had that killer instinct. Yeah. Cam Newton too, with that athletic ability and Antonio Romo's mind. That's it, man. Yeah. Okay, so you know, being a lineman, mm-hmm. okay, your ultimate starting five lineman. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. Like ever or like ever. Now? Okay. Well, I've been spoiled because I think I've played with, you know, in Dallas alone with yeah. Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith. I think Ugh. those were freaks, right? Yeah. And then there are the all-time greatest, like Orlando Pace, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love – Alan Fanico's actually good. Like, I like yeah. those guys. And then even in Carolina, I played with, you know, Jordan Gross, who I think was a great tackle, yeah. um, Terrell Wharton, which was a great guard. So, going across the board, there's so many good centers. I got much respect for Travis Frederick. I think he was great. He was smart. He was athletic in the right way to get the job done. I'm, I'm, three of them are going to be Cowboy players. You know, they're going to be – Ooh, we can, man, we can go with this. that. I can go. I go with Travis Frederick. I also like Olin Cruz as a center. I'm going to stick with Zach just because he, you know, took my job. But he's, you know, he, <laughs> hey, he's hey, the truth. Hey, he's yeah, the truth. You know? you know what I mean? Tyron, obviously, he's a stud. He was a big time. You know, like even despite all the injuries, he still when he gets on there, he yeah, like last year he like graded out the top left tackle. Even yeah, you know with like, the injuries, you know, it's crazy. He, he's out there. Um, who else is there? And like tackles, you can go either way because there's so many of them. Um, Orlando Pace, I could put out there, and then a left guard. Who would I put at left guard? There's so many out there. What's his name? Marshall Yonda. I put him out there. I liked him. He was a left guard with the Ravens. He played forever. He's a good dude. So I like that kind of that dynamic of those offensive linemen because they're athletic, they're smart, and they play the game with like a nasty streak. Yeah. Okay. Do you prefer uh, zone scheming or just straight, just? So I'm old school, down those double team, you know, head on football play. I like yeah. that. Um, the zone scheme is great when you got the right running backs. And I was fortunate enough to play with great running backs: D'Angelo Williams, John Stewart, mm-hmm. Demarco Murray. Um, you know, I played with a lot of great running backs that were shifty side to side. But we had the offensive line that built for down those that down those double team gap yeah. scheme type players. I like him basically because it's mano a mano, head to head hit. I wasn't the best at pass blocking, but I would run you over if we could yeah. <laughs> do it on a run block. Yes, and sir. so I, I enjoy that. I think the game has changed a lot because running backs are more athletic, defensive linemen are very fast and athletic now. Um, and so it's changed not too much, but teams are choosing between the two. Um, but I'm more no, down nose, downhill, head-to-head, gap scheme type dude. I love the pulling traps. You know, dudes that run around the corner and knock someone's head off, they yeah. don't see coming. <laughs> Um, that's my kind of game that I like to play. Yeah. But it was right. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. I miss those <laughs> yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. What do y'all like watching? That's what I'm curious to know. Because, I mean, I know y'all like just seeing the ball being thrown up in the air. But, like, do y'all nah, even pay I'm, attention off nah, the line? I'm old this? school, man. Yeah. yeah. I love Smash Mouth. Yeah. I love Smash Mouth. See, it's fun. I be talking to people, and they be like, if it's a 10 to 7 or – or a 7-3 game, it's mm-hmm. like, this was boring. I'm like, no, that was the best game ever. Yeah. Like, literally, like that smash-mouth defensive game where dudes is hitting each other, and it's like, bro, they made it now where you can't even defend. 
And yeah. I'll tell you right now, as an offensive lineman, there's no better feeling knowing that, like, you got a dude head up on you and you're like, yo, I get to go all yeah. out. And just, you know, like, you can't, it's the only sport you can really do that. You're like, yeah, I'm going to run this dude. Yeah, yeah, you know? Like, I'm going to run this dude over and I got yeah. my boy right next to me that's going <laughs> to hit him right after I pop him. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I'm always defending Zeke, man. You know, I like the run game. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really like the run game, man. I keep telling people, like, yo, man, like, Dallas, like the NFL in general, they throw the ball a lot more now. Look how many times Dak has thrown his yeah. two last two healthy years versus his first two years, yeah. you know? And that's just where the NFL is at now, man. They like to throw the ball, and, and they try to devalue the running back. But I'm like, you know, every running back, yeah, you can run the uh, committee, yeah. but – there's only a few, you know, prime Zeke's, you know, when he was prime Zeke, you know, yeah. he's still, in my opinion, one of the better running backs, healthy, you know, but, yeah, he only had it. I watched him highlights in that rookie season. Yeah, he ain't got that burst no more, yeah. but he still got some burst. But if you think about it, and I always think about this, if you love football, you know it's complimentary, right? Like, yeah. You know you got to respect the run game for the Facts. pass, and yeah. you got dudes in the box for Zeke. Mm-hmm. That's because you got Zeke. Don't get me wrong, he's a great running back, but you also had that healthy offensive line that was there, yeah, right? Facts. So now you got to respect Zeke, Zeke's running prime, game. Yo. So now you're setting up, yeah. Dez, you're setting up all the receivers out there for the pass. Oh, yeah. Zeke was and getting to that second level. That, that, quick. Yeah, easy. Quick. Speaking of Zeke, I got a question for you, Zeke, real quick. I, I just got to know this. What the hell is up with this Power Ranger helmet you got on? <laughs> I saw this new picture. I didn't see it. You haven't seen it? I'm going to show you this picture later, bro. You like. Like a straight Power Ranger with this helmet, bro. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it, was it, was it, is, is it a logo or was it like? You'll see. I, I okay. show, it's hard to explain, but he, he looked like a Power Ranger. Like he about to say it's morphing time. I hope he has that. <laughs> I got a question for you. Though. Who is your, who? Who is your team though? Growing up. So I grew up in Boston. I'm from Boston, born and raised. I was a Patriots fan growing up. Gotcha. Um, I figured that. I remember when I was in high school, we won the Super Bowl, and I graduated high school in 2004. Yeah. And so. I remember watching the Super Bowl with some friends back in high school. And then after, when I got into the league, you just respect the game a whole lot different. You watch the game a whole lot different. You respect the players. So right now, I'm a fan of every team. I'm just a fan of good football. Yeah. Like, I love the Super Bowl last year. I think that was the best Super Bowl to watch. And I have much respect for the Bengals, you know, doing what they did. Um, So you just respect the game. Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite team anymore. And it's tough now because I got nephews now. And. You know, like, I'm trying to teach him, do I raise him a Cowboys fan? Do they live in Boston? Like, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you just respect good football games. Yeah. I want to touch on something you, you said earlier. You're talking about, you know, respecting the run. Mm-hmm. Perfect example came to my mind. When Adrian James left the Colts, mm-hmm. people didn't care about play action that much mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Like, we ain't going to bite on this play action. Yeah. yeah. Who's back there in the backfield? they know. Get out of here, bro. They know, <laughs> man. And it's tough. And, they, and, and good defensive coordinators, defensive coaches, they know what to look at. They know what they're setting up. And they're so particular as far as who's in the backfield and to, oh, yeah. you know, what play they're running, what hashtag they're on. So they know what to look out for. So yeah. and, it's, it's, and it's really respect. Like, when you X's and O's in it from the defensive side, like, okay, let's just say, like, like everybody says, Zeke lost a step. But it's still Zeke. Yeah. If you give him a gap, yeah, he's gonna hit it. He gonna hit he that. Gonna hit yes, it. sir. He, and so you still gotta respect that. You know that's why I hate when, like now, I think they so in love with the with the passing game that they really try to devalue running backs. Man, I hate that because that you know I'm a firm believer in defense mm-hmm. and a solid running game will win you a championship. Yeah, I still will forever believe that. I'm a firm believer in defense. I think defense wins championships for sure. Yeah. But I still because you've seen that. What was it, the Rams, Patriots back in the yeah. day, a couple yeah. of years back? You yeah. know, so like defense won championships and the Pats still won that, you know, and 
they got what was it, like a nine seven game or like a yeah. ten seven game something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it wasn't crazy, but um, at the same time, you still need that offensive line. You still need offense. Yeah. You still got to put up points. You yeah. know. So much respect to all the players out there, man. I got yeah. much love for everybody. Oh yeah. All right, I need to clear something up for me. Make it clear for everybody Uh-oh. in the world right now Uh-oh. watching this. Yeah. All right. Uh oh. Did Dez catch it? Hell yeah, he caught it. That was <laughs> easy. Hell I could have yeah. answered that. Caught it. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, they they made him change the rule. We listen, know he caught it. Right? And listen, it was, it, and it hurts because that game was crazy. We were coming back. It was, it, it, they changed the rule and they changed it back, right? So now it's back to that's a catch. And that was the year. That was 2014. That was a year, you know, everything was clicking for the Cowboys. Right. And that was a team to beat. And because of that one little thing, that you don't go to the NFC championship, you know, you can't go on and play for the next round. And, th- I mean, that was a perfect play call. I think he even audibled out of it and threw yeah. it to the fade to Dez. So, you know, it hurts because – Many players remember their closest they get to the bowl. They remember their championship. And that was the closest I've been. I've been to playoff, you know, probably three or four times. Um, but that was the closest I've ever got, as far as I've ever gotten to the round. And that hurt off of that, that little hurt. call, you know? Trust me, the fans hurt too. Oh, yeah. It hurt <laughs> Oh, everybody. my God, man. Like, I was, uh, that was probably the day more people broke their TV <laughs> ever. You know what I mean? After watching that crap. That one in uh, Aaron Rodgers. It was so bad that they overturned it. It'd be one thing if they, like, you know, threw yeah. the flag or whatever yeah. and, like, made a call. But it's like they overturned it, which never happens. Yeah, that's hurt, Which man. never happens that you overturn a big call like that. Yeah, yeah. In a playoff game. All mm-hmm. right, Matt. We appreciate you for coming in. Appreciate you for Rocking me, with man. us today. Hey, tell the people where they can find you on social media, where they can find all your companies. Shout all that out for us real quick. Shout out to CowboyWagu.com. That's where we sell our individual cuts. If you want to come in and get some, we are at Knife and Plano and at the Cowboy Club. Follow us on Instagram at Cowboy Wagyu. You can find me, MacB73, on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about it real quick before we sign off. What's your favorite thing to pair with Cowboy Wagyu steak? So I'll be 100. I've been working out and lifting a lot more, and so I I eat it with simple rice. I'm not a big side dude. I For dinner almost every night, I cook up the Zabuton. Some people call it the Denver. Mm. It's a thick cut, pan sear it in the uh, cast iron skillet and throw it in the oven, and I pair it up with some rice and some veggies. I'm trying to eat clean, change my ways. Um, however, old eating greasy Mac would have had some <laughs> mac and cheese with that bad boy. I tell you right now. And I'm, hey, man, that sounds I'm, good too, though. I'm you about know to go get some right now. You know man, I got that edge, bro. Yes, um, sir. But yeah, Cabo Ragu, um, I think I, I just pair it up with rice. I just eat it with straight rice. Salt and pepper, put it in the oven, easy. What about drink-wise? Wine, bourbon, what, what's something go well with that? You know, I hate to say I don't drink a lot of wine, but if you're going to pack, I'm going to pair it up with something. It's got to be a nice cab. You're going to have a nice yeah. cab. Um, you know, I'm not a Pinot guy, but a nice little cab. Sip on some cab. If you like some whiskey, I'm a whiskey guy myself. You can sip on some of that whiskey on the side. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. I mean, you could have it just as it is. It's perfect the way it is. All right, okay. He's saying, I'm saying, he said, go get that Cowboy Wagyu. Cowboy Wagyu, baby. Nice. Cowboys Club. Yes, sir. Cowboywagyu.com. Shout out to my boy Tight. Yeah, 1205 yeah. in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all go, go get that album. Stream that album today. Do it today. <laughs> What's they do from 10 Wait, to what time? Right now. Right now. You understand? Right now. <laughs> go get that. You know, we got some lot of, lot of hot joints on that track. You know, you got, you got the Lady Anthems. You got 
It's for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for, it's for everybody. Dancing, twerking. Twerking. Oh, that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, again, it's another edition of Ray Ray's Podcast. Before we log off, you know, we got to end it on a positive note. Tell yourself, I will boss up mentally. Mm-hmm. I will boss up physically. I will boss up spiritually. And I will boss up financially. Invest in yourself. It's your boy Ray, Ray Ray's Podcast. We are out the building. Here we go. Yay, yay. Hey, get money all day, get money all night. Sip my drink, 